So typically at Church Project, we, we go through uh, books of the Bible, and we go verse by verse. And we've been doing that for a while. It took us two and a half years to go through the book of Luke. We just finished Ephesians in like six months. And, and we hold the Bible in high regard. And, and coming up here recently, we decided, okay, we're going to hit pause and go into the next book. And we went through weeks of looking at the Lord's Prayer. And now we're in a series just called I've Seen Him In. I've Seen Him In. And what are we talking about? We're inviting different men to come up here and, and to share their stories of where they have seen Christ, God, move in their life. Just authentic stories. Um, and so we're basing this, this off of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is what Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. As we look at these two verses, our lives really tell the story of of Christ. The way that we live, the way that we talk, where we've been, our experiences, everything about who we are tells and shows the story of Jesus Christ. No one's perfect. (laughs) Everyone messes up. In fact, we're all projects in motion, and God's working on us and loving us, and he's patient with us. And uh, one one of my favorite bands is Death Cab for Cutie, if anyone knows that band. I know. And, and one of the lines they say in, 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 in one of their songs is, sometimes the best stories are in need of redemption. In our lives, God moves. But sometimes the best stories are the ones that are just, just about to come as God is redeeming and restoring and loving and forgiving our lives. And so I look around full of hope to every single one of you. I don't know where you're at right now, but here's the deal. Keep your eyes focused on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. He's going to lay out a story in your life that is unbelievable. So this series is about sharing our stories. Today, we get to hear from the second person that was ever baptized at Church Project. My daughter was the first because I told her she would be the first. Uh, Chad Harding is a a great friend. Uh, He's an elder. He's one of the most sincere, uh, caring uh, loyal, loving, and funny guy. Well, he thinks he's funny. Uh, you, you could ever meet. Uh, I'm excited to hear Chad Harding, and he's coming off the heels of Jerry Ashita that, that spoke last week and tore it up. So, Chad, you've got, you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Um, so, church, I'm going to give the mic over to Chad Harding as he shares where he has seen Christ in his life. If we would, could we give him a warm welcome? been is this on yes i've been debating all morning about whether i'm going to stand walk sit so i'm going to try this sitting thing first because uh and we'll see how that goes so thank you for the introduction aaron um so i debated with aaron this morning a little bit about whether this is actually a message that i'm giving or he thinks it's a message i think it's just kind of my story um i think it's probably one and the same but uh um, I don't quite feel the, the pressure of a message. Maybe sometime soon that'll happen, but uh, this is just my story um, and, and my family's story. 
uh, Hebrews uh, 12, uh, 1 and 2 that Aaron just read talks about the race uh, that is set before us, the race that we have to run with endurance, and endurance means we have to keep going, keep going. There's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulations, there's going to be good things, bad things, um, but we got to keep going. Sorry, I forgot to set my time. So this is, uh, this is going to be my story. Um, there's three things that I'm going to talk about today, hopefully uh, short and sweet. Um, I did a dry run this morning, and it went way too long, so I had to condense some things. So hopefully I didn't condense too much. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk uh, first about my career path and just that, uh, that I've seen God um, in that area of my life. I'm going to talk about uh, just some trials um, that, uh, that me and my family have gone through. And then I'm going to talk about uh, uh, probably the, the most important thing to me and the, and the biggest change that uh, has, has come about uh, because of, and that's Christ Church or specifically Church Project and, and how it's affected uh, me and my family. So are you guys ready? I'm definitely not perfect. So, And this is my first time speaking in front of definitely this many people. So... <laughs> Stay with me. So my career path. Um, actually, uh, for, for those of you that, that don't know me, I'm a, I'm a police officer. Um, I'm the commander with uh, Evans Police Department, um, the administrative commander. But my uh, first um, adult working job was uh, actually in sports medicine. I uh, went to UNC. Um, my degree was in uh, kinesiology and athletic training. So um, I worked with athletes, I rehabbed athletes, I diagnosed stuff, I taped them up and, and did all that stuff. And uh, that was something that I wanted to do, I think, uh, since seventh grade. Um, I just knew that's what I wanted to do, and, and I did it. Went to UNC, UNC's got a great athletic training program, and uh, I accomplished that goal uh, pretty quickly. Had the opportunity to work with the Denver Broncos, uh, with uh, Justin Sports Medicine, and you know, at that time, I uh, kind of was riding high on life. It was was cool t- to be with the Broncos, go Broncos, um, and and do do all that stuff. But uh, ultimately, I ended up uh, uh, taking a job pretty quickly right after graduating at uh, the Greeley Sports Medicine Clinic. Um, probably wasn't the most ideal job, but uh, I had a wife and. Uh, a son already, right? Sometimes I get my dates confused and I forget things. But uh, I had a son already, so I, I needed to get that job quickly. I couldn't really afford to go on uh, to get a master's or anything like that, so I, I ended up working at the sports medicine clinic and um, loved it for a little while. But uh, I quickly realized that uh, um, God was showing me that you're not really going to be able to support your family on what you're making at the, at the clinic, and there, there probably needs to, to be a change, and a change pretty quickly. I think I was making $11 an hour. Um, just my wife wasn't working at the time, and it just, just wasn't enough. So I did what any logical person in, in that situation would do. I picked up the phone. I called my wife and said, hey, I'm quitting, and I'm going to police academy. And she's just like, uh, what? <laughs> so just a, just a little backstory on that. Um, Christina grew up in a law enforcement family. Her dad uh, retired as the chief of police up in Cripple Creek. Um, so she, she knew that lifestyle. Um, so I had that connection. 
Um, my best friend was uh, a cop at the time, Travis Herger. He, he graduated with me and was a cop. So I, I, I always knew about it, but I just didn't, um, it, it wasn't even a thought of, of becoming an officer. But uh, um, it was now a thought that I was going to become that. But back to Christina, she specifically came to UNC to find a, a, a husband and uh, probably one that was going to make some money and be able to support her, but specifically a husband that was not going to be a police officer. So, so I kind of did a reverse switcheroo with her. I, I, I married her first and, and did the sports medicine thing and then kind of said, hey, I'm, I'm changing it up. And I don't think she was too happy, but uh, she, uh, she still supported, uh, supported me. So my law enforcement career be uh, began in Louisville in about 2000, early 2000. Um, did that for about three years and then ended up in Evans. Um, applied with both Greeley and Evans. Evans offered me a job first and uh, took it, and I've been there um, since 2003. Um, my career path has, has progressed pretty quick. God's always had me what I think is in the right place at the right time. Um, so by 2007, I got promoted to, to sergeant, um, patrol sergeant, and just to show you that it was a God thing, there was six pretty highly qualified candidates, um, and I ended up taking the top spot by 0.01%. And our HR people had to run those numbers probably four or five times over and over because it was so close. They just wanted to be sure. So um, that, that, that was definitely a God thing. I did the, the sergeant thing for about seven years, and uh, 2014... Um, I became or, or was promoted to commander, and that's, wh that's where I'm currently at. So the first one I say is a God thing at 0.1%, at but uh, the second one I kind of jokingly say it was by default because there was nobody else that was either willing or qualified, I guess. You, you have to have at least a, a four-year degree to, to step into that position, and I had a degree. It wasn't anything to do with law enforcement but, uh, um, or administration or anything like that, but that, that allowed me to get uh, that, uh, that next step. And, and honestly, I've, I've struggled the last couple of years um, going into to 2016, but I'm finally to the point now where um, I think I got this. And um, I, I'm starting to get comfortable and I, I think that I'm doing a good job, but I'm also starting to think, which is scary, is telling my chief, hey, watch out, because uh, I'm coming for you next. So, but, uh, so the, next, the next five years is going to be telling, um, and I'm not going to go after my chief. My chief is probably going to only be there for another five years, so it's, it's literally either going to be me or the other commander, and uh, we'll see what happens. But... Uh, as you, as you guys know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but law enforcement is definitely going through uh, some, some hard times right now. Um, it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. Um, I think that there uh, will be in the next two to three years a fundamental shift in the way we do uh, business. Um, and, uh, I mean, you see headlines on the news all the time, mostly bad stuff. I want to tell you there's a lot of good stuff that's going on too, but... Uh, we need good and what I think godly men in, in the leadership positions um, to make this work. And, and I truly feel that God has me where I'm at right now 
to be on the forefront of that, that fundamental shift. Um, my chief, who's been in law enforcement a little over 30 years, says every 10 to 15 years, there's, there's a big pendulum uh, shift, and we're, we're in the midst of that right now, and it's, it's hard. Um, it would be much easier, and I've thought about this, just getting out and, and going away and not having to worry about it because it's, it's, it's going to be very, very hard, very challenging. But God's so far up until this point has said no, and, and he's kept me uh, there. Um, I've, I've, as far as career stuff, even though part of me has always wanted to just kind of sit back and, and be... I guess a follower. Um, maybe it's not in my nature, but God has always put me or pushed me in those positions where I, I can't follow. I have to lead, otherwise I got to get out. So um, it, it's been a huge blessing uh, to 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 me, uh, to my family. It's it's allowed me to provide for my family in in a good way, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. So that's number one. How am I doing, Jerry? Okay. So um, the next thing I want to talk a, a little bit about is, is trials. And we've all gone through trials, um, so I don't want to say ours or my family's uh, trials are any harder or, or less hard or, or whatever than everybody here, but uh, um, it's what shapes us. It's, it's the race, like, like we talked about in Hebrews, um, that's, that's been set before us, and uh, these are the, the, the hurdles that, that, that we've gone through, um, and, and I think we've come out stronger uh, for it, whether it be me, my, my wife, my, my kids. Um, everybody goes through them. So, so I, had it, I had it pretty easy, easy growing up. I had a uh, good home. Um, my, my dad always worked hard to provide. Mom always worked hard to uh, keep the home, keep care of the kids, and it was, it was pretty easy. Either, either that or we were shielded very well that, you know, there, there weren't any problems. Um, so I had it very good, very good growing up. Um, then in June of 97, um, I married Christina. Um, most people that I, that I talked to, we both went to UNC, met there, freshmen, well, can't really say freshmen sweethearts, but we, uh, we met after our freshman year, or during our freshman year, and got together after our freshman year. Most people said it was too early. Um, had many people, uh, including some uh, um, professors in the athletic training program that said, what are you doing? Why don't you go have fun? You guys don't need to do this, whatever. And, uh, but God had a different timeline. And uh, as, as he usually does, um, we needed to, to get busy and get some things done before some things took hold in, in our lives that, uh, that could have potentially uh, prevented some other things from happening. So Christina got pregnant uh, within four months of our, our, our marriage. Wasn't uh, necessarily planned, but uh, we weren't necessarily trying to stop it either. So, um, but that in and of itself was, was a God thing because just some things that she had been dealing with all through her, her childhood and adulthood told us that she probably wasn't going to get pregnant for a while, but lo and behold, we were pregnant within four months. Um, 
and that was with uh, with Carter, uh, our our firstborn, um, our our son. Um, then the, the the troubles started pretty quick. Uh, Christina had uh, well, let me back up. During the pregnancy, we were advised by doctors after all the testing and stuff that Carter was going to have a high probability of being born with Down syndrome. Um, of course, they wanted us to continue testing. They wanted us to weigh options or whatever, but we were like, nah, it doesn't matter, so we're just going to do it. So um, Christina went into preterm labor with him at how soon? Or I don't know, 30 weeks. Um, and uh, obviously had some issues. Uh, mother-in-law moved in, which in my family, that was actually a, a good thing because I love my in-laws. So um, took care of us, and uh, ultimately, Carter was born healthy, happy, whatever. He's 17 now. He's kind of our cerebral caretaker of the family. So um, again, a huge, huge blessing. Um, the, the one thing that I alluded, or spoke about a little earlier was my quitting uh, sports medicine and getting into uh, law enforcement. Well, that wasn't a very easy transition. Again, I, I really didn't seek God's counsel on that one, even though I felt him telling me that there was something that I needed to do other than what I was doing. I really didn't talk to him about it. Um, just kind of picked uh, law enforcement and went full bore into it. Well, during that first time, uh, first few months uh, at the Louisville Police Department, I I got real sick, went into some severe periods of anxiety and, and depression and shift work and, and all that stuff, and it, it literally tore me up and um, came very close to, to quitting completely. Um, got actually very sick, and I, I know this is kind of gross, but uh, um, I would literally be driving down I-25 um, in the morning. Uh, 75, 80 miles an hour. I had a big green popcorn uh, bowl with me, and I would literally be throwing up every day on the way to work just because my system was so bad, and uh, it just wasn't a, a good time. But uh, uh, I think I lost, within uh, two or three months, I lost 17 pounds, looked like a ghost. Actually, my trainer, or my uh, police trainer, uh, told me, you just need to quit. It's not. It's not worth it. It's. It's. You just need to get out. But uh, decided to to stick with it. So during that time, Christina was was the rock of the family. She was the deep waters. Um, I remember many times just waking up in the middle of the night and and I would start to cry, <laughs> like I may do right now. But she, she was strong. She continued to pray. She would take me to work in the morning. She would go to work and pick me up. I told Aaron if I started crying, it was just going to be over. But, uh, um. But she, she helped me through that, that dark time. A lot, a lot of prayers. There were a lot of uh, people praying for us. Um, I went on a, a supposed three-day fast. 
um, camping trip with uh, my father-in-law and uh, the pastor that married us. Um, luckily, it didn't last three days because the pastor had such bad back problems, we had to leave early, and then we went and had a feast that night. So I think it was only a day and a half. But, you know, God's people uh, came around us um, and, and uh, kept us going. And uh, But without Christina, I don't think I would have been able to keep going. There was uh, one point in time where I truly understood for the first time how somebody would want to just end it and be done. And uh, it, it wasn't a good time, but she, she stuck with me. She would put uh, Bible verses in my, my lunch and um, help me through it. And then it was amazing because after I got done training, um, day one on the street by myself, was just like all the weight in the world was just thrown off my shoulders. And I remember driving away in Louisville in my, my police car, and I was just screaming at the top of my lungs. Of course, the, the windows were up and stuff, but uh, um, I was just so thankful. And it, it literally, literally like that, and it was, it was God, obviously, but it was, it was gone, just gone. And... and even though we, we, we've still had some things go on and stuff, um, it, was, it was gone, and, and, and things got great. And I've been in law enforcement for almost 16 years now, so I, th I think it was a, a good decision. But it, it was scary to think how, how close I was to, to losing all that. Um, sorry. So after that, uh, that time, uh, Christina got pregnant again with Kendall. Kendall, raise your hand. Um, what up, she says. Um, during that pregnancy, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Um, so, so here's another high and then immediate low. Obviously, at that time, we were advised by uh, several in the medical world to terminate that pregnancy and then just start aggressive treatment um, on, the, on the cancer. I think it was stage four already or whatever, but... Uh, just a, a funny story to maybe help me. Maybe, maybe it's not funny, but uh, I remember her calling me at work and, and saying, hey, I just got diagnosed with cancer. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you okay? Are you? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And, and uh, she, I think, I can't remember, but I think I asked her maybe, do you want me to come home? Or and she, I think she said no or whatever. And I was like, oh, all right, I don't need to go home. So I get off the phone, and I go tell my sergeant, hey, just to let you know, my, my wife just called. She said, you know, um, she just got diagnosed with cancer. And uh, he's like, what are you still doing here? And I'm like, she, she said I didn't need to come home. So I was, I actually, and I was, he was like, he was just looking at me like, are you crazy? But I, was, I hit the street, drove around for maybe three minutes, and the light came on, and I went back to the police department. I said, Sarge, I'm leaving. He's like, get out of here. See you. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was a weird, weird thing. But, uh, but anyway, um, obviously didn't terminate the pregnancy, um, didn't start treatment yet. Uh, 
Christina went into preterm labor, this time at 20 weeks. And uh, Kendall was born prematurely, but now Kendall's uh, 15 and is our definite, uh, well, she will be 15 in four days, five days, four. Um, and she is our definite uh, free spirit of the, of the family. So um, after that, Christina had surgery, uh, treatment, all that stuff, and, and she's been uh, cancer-free for 14 years. So, so pr praise God. So um, I think just one more thing before I go to church project. But uh, our last series of big trials, has, and, and they're kind of comical trials, but uh, um, just home ownership. And if you know... Owning a home, there's, a, there's always problems. So, but the Harding family has an affinity for uncontrolled water within our home. And that's a, a fancy way of saying flooding. So every stinking house that we've ever lived in has flooded in some form or another. Um, just to show you how much affinity we have, we just moved the day before Thanksgiving um, to, to a new home. And I think on day two, um, the downstairs basement or downstairs the, the basement bathroom flooded, sewer backed up, whatever it flooded. There was water in the house, um, so we got that taken care of. Um, well, six days later, um, the hot water heater relief valve, instead of just relieving a little pressure and a little water, dumped the entire contents of the hot water heater into the basement. So. Yeah, we just, for some reason, it just, just goes with, I don't even think my family knew about that one, but uh, it just keeps happening. And the upstairs toilet is, is leaking and shower. Um, and these are new, new, newly finished bathrooms, remodeled bathrooms. So whoever the contractor was, they took some shortcuts. So, um, But we continue to do, uh, deal with that. This is just a glimpse. Uh, there's many more that, that uh, we could talk about, but... Uh, all these situations has, have, and, and like uh, they do for many of you, has, have forced us to lock eyes with, with our Lord. Um, when things get deep and dark, you don't have anywhere to look, but look up, and, and that forces you to, to, to really trust in Him. And um, like my wife has said, that, uh, that I've been deep waters for our family. When you lock eyes with the Lord, he becomes the deep waters for you and, and that anchor. And, and without, uh, without that, obviously, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, but the fruit of all these trials has been awesome. So um, how am I doing, Aaron? <laughs> One last thing, um, and probably the most important, but uh, I've seen God in his church. Um, and more specifically, uh, church project. Um, Jerry talked uh, last week about seeing it in his people, and I'm going to kind of just use that as well. But uh, I grew up in a small church in Platteville, um, the, the Platteville well, Methodist Church. It was, was a good place, but after that, um, I, I was drawn and have been drawn until now to all the big churches in the, uh, in, in the northern Colorado Colorado area. Um, just, just like the, the, the big feel, the big band, praise and worship, the charismatic preaching, um, all that stuff, for some reason, I, I was just drawn to that. Um, I think, really, when I dig down into it, though, it was because it was a, a safe place for me. I didn't have to engage people. I could show up 
just be a number. I didn't have to lock eyes with anybody. I didn't, I just showed up, got fed, and, and left. And, and it, it wasn't healthy, but uh, we did that for a long time. I always kind of looked down on small churches and, and always said that never, you know, I'm just not doing it. So um, until one day we were at a, a day spring uh, volleyball game. My, my daughter was attending day spring at that time, and uh, the Havens, uh, Lauren and Aaron, um, was it Zoe that was playing? Um, was playing, so I showed up, and uh, um, Christina introduced us, I think, and it was cool. We talked. Um, Aaron was his usual uh, cheerful self and, and just real personable and stuff, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. Um, but uh, when Christina told me he was a pastor of a, a church, I was like, uh, yeah, no, we're not going there. We are not going to a small church. I'm, I just I put my foot down and said, said no. But um, here's where everything starts to, to, to fall apart, so to speak. So um, Kendall wanted to go check out Church Project. And uh, so we let her just because of the friend connection, the Havens connection, let her do that. And then next thing you know, I think Christina and Carter may have gone and, and checked it out. And by then I was like, well, I'll just go look, just to look like I'm supporting my family, but uh, um, we're not going there, so whatever. <clears throat> so, so I went just to look. Um, I think there was less than 15 people there at the time, and I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and that was before everything started. But then, you know, I, I would say a transformation happened. And uh, uh, Jeremy was, was up there uh, rocking it like he always does. Um, and I want to say John was even there at that time playing as well. Um, I don't know if he was on this weird thing or behind some drums, but they were, they were rocking it, and, and that was awesome. And then Aaron got up to speak. And as he usually does, he's, he's very passionate. I think he got teary-eyed a few times, and I was like, this guy's for real. He's just real, and it was awesome. So pretty much I was hooked. I don't, I don't know if I was ready to commit quite yet, but, uh, oh, well, I'll get to that. So, um, but not only Jeremy and, and Aaron, but uh, uh, Brittany and, and Jared and Shannon and uh, the Brysons at that time, they just they did what the, the church body's supposed to do, and that's just grab onto you love you, talk to you, remember your name, um, and just accepted us. And, you know, all those other churches I went to were great, but I, I, they were so big that I didn't even give it a chance. So um, that's when it clicked. I was like, this, this is the church. This is the body, and that's awesome. Um, so we drove away, and I don't think I was quite ready, but I said, Christina, how can we change our tithe to, um, you know, we'll stop tithing to our church, but we'll tithe to church project because I want them to be successful, whatever. So, um, but I think in my mind, I, I made, that, uh, made that choice right then and there, and I've been hooked ever since. Um, but it was probably a good thing that I didn't show up when they first started, and that was in Aaron and Lauren's house. Um, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today if, if that was the... the, the, the um, the, the way I was introduced, but uh, um, I was hooked, like I said. We never experienced this before, um, and we've been sold out ever since, and I think that's, that's kind of my, my 
my entire family. Um, started the first house church as the first house, house church pastor. Uh, been an elder um, for about a year now. And although I'm stumbling forward, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Um, I've been forced to learn how to, I don't want to say love, but like people again. Um, and that's against every fiber of my being, being in law enforcement for, for 16 years. I don't care who you are, you're in that job long enough. I'm not saying you hate people, but you don't trust people. I don't care who you are, you don't trust them, and, and you definitely don't love on them. But uh, that Aaron and the rest of Church Project has, has forced me to, uh, to change, basically. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm still a project, but uh, I'm, I'm way different than I was um, even three, three years ago. Um, so it's been awesome. Um, the one thing that I've noticed, though, as, as active as we are in church, as involved, the more you get attacked. I mean, Satan doesn't like to, or Satan doesn't have to go, uh, go after the people that are apathetic or, or idle or whatever. But when you're, when you're moving and shaking, um, the trials come. So I know that the trials will continue to come. But the awesome thing is now I don't have to do it alone. I have uh, a, a great elder board, a great church family, and I just want to impress upon you guys that uh, um, Church Project is awesome. And if, if you don't like it here, find some place that, that you can have that, that true body feeling, I guess, and, and acceptance. Um, so I'm way over time, so I need to end up. So I'm going to pray. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that, or you want to pray? Sure. Come on up, Aaron. We're going to tag team pray. What? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much just, just for the opportunity to, to speak, um, not to teach, but just to, just to tell a story, tell the story of our race. Um, and I know there's, there's everybody out there has their own story, Lord. And, and Aaron often says that uh, that's all we have is our story. And I hope that maybe my story encouraged somebody, helped somebody, um, whatever. But uh, thank you for the opportunity to even just tell that story. Um, wasn't as bad as I thought, Lord. Um, Lord, I just thank you for Church Project. I thank you for everybody here. Um, I thank you just that the, the, the blessing uh, this body is to, to not just me and my family, but to everybody here. And uh, Lord, um, you're just awesome. And thank you for uh, um, allowing us to lock eyes with you um, each and every day, Lord. In your name we pray.